Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. I hope you guys had the day off yesterday for MLK Day. If you did have the day off, I hope you got to relax or do something fun. I am planning on watching the new season of Ginny and Georgia all day today, which I'm really excited for. But I will say I've heard mixed things about it. Um, curious what you guys think. Jake and I finished Bad Sisters this weekend and absolutely loved it. If you guys have not seen that, it's on Apple Podcasts. I actually think I mentioned it last week on the intro, but still stand by it. You should absolutely watch it. It's very like drama comedy. It's a little fucked up, but in an entertaining way, I highly recommend. If you did not have the day off yesterday, I hope you still had a great weekend and I am so sorry for that. But hopefully, you know what, you're you're already through Monday, you're in Tuesday, you're in the middle of the week and we are going to get through it together. We have such an exciting episode today. I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. But before we get into it, we have a little admin stuff to take care of, if you will. First of all, our parties are coming up. We have two parties of the week going into Valentine's Day because I wanted to give you guys something fun and exciting to look forward to instead of focusing on a day that can be really stressful or really frustrating for people who are single. So if you're in New York City and if you're not in New York City and you have friends in New York City, please, please, please pass this message on to them. We have two parties happening on Tuesday, February 7th. We have a Galentine's Day party. I planned this because so often I hear, Alana, I don't have any single girlfriends to go out with or Alana, I'm the only single one in the friend group or it's so hard to make friends in your 20s. Okay, we are going to solve all of these problems on Tuesday, February 7th. It is going to be so amazing. I'm partnering with the dating app filter off to throw these parties. So we got the Valentine's day one, you can come, you can bring your girlfriends, you can bring your single girlfriends and just celebrate each other, or you can come alone or just with one pal and make new friends, find people to wing women each other with, or just connect with and commiserate about dating with. And then, and then with these new girlfriends that you have, these new wing women that you've just made, on Friday, February 10th, we are having a fuck Valentine's Day mixer. Again, that is with filter off dating app. We are throwing a fuck Valentine's Day mixer. It is going to be such a blast. I cannot wait. This is for every single one of you who has ever asked me, Alana, how do I meet people in real life? Or said, Alana, I'm sick of dating apps. I just want to make in real life connections. This is for you. That is why seeing other people and filter off are doing this. And it is going to be so much fun. I already just got a shipment of a ton of Serena Kerrigan's Let's Fucking Date card games. That's going to help as some little social lubricant for you guys to get to know each other, to flirt a bit, to just make connections and uh, Kerwin, who you guys have heard on the podcast, she's my best friend whose wedding I officiated last year. She's actually going to come and have a shirt that says wing woman. So if you see someone across the room that you're interested in, or you think is cute, and you're afraid to go up to them on your own, you can just find her and maybe I'll try and get some other friends to come and do this too. You just find her in her wing woman shirt, and she will facilitate that intro. We are so excited. Jake is looking at me and cracking up right now. But this is happening, you guys. Friday, February 10th, fuck Valentine. Day Mixer. Both of these parties you can get in for free. All you have to do is download the dating app filter off and you can RSVP in the app. That will be your free ticket. If you do not want to do that, you can pay $20 at the door. There is a link in the show notes to RSVP to both of them to get more info about both of them. And I could not be more excited. Please, please, please tell your friends this is going to be as fun as we make it. And the more people who show up, the more single people who arrive, that is what's going to make the magic happen. So please spread the word. Tell your coworkers, tell your dog walkers, tell, you know, honestly, here, how about this? If there is somebody that you have a crush on that you have a crush on from afar and you're afraid to invite them. DM me. I will invite them for you. I will send them a link and say you should come. Okay, no excuses. Link in the show notes to RSVP. February 7th, Valentine's Day. February 10th, fuck Valentine's Day. I'm excited. Let's count down. Dating wins. We have dating wins. I get more and more proud and impressed by you guys every single time we do this. And it is so incredible. So let's read some through. Someone went to a speed dating event, which is so exciting. I'm so excited that you are all trying to push yourselves to get out there a little more and get out of your comfort zone and do the scary thing, which can have a really big payoff. Somebody said, I texted a guy I really liked who ghosted me to let him know it wasn't cool. We cleared the air. That must feel like such a weight off of your shoulders and also provide clarity and closure that you were probably looking for. So go you for putting yourself out there and doing that thing that obviously paid off. 
Someone said, I told someone peace and made room for someone who wants to give me time and communicate. Go you. I love that. There, we're, we don't have time for people who are not going to give us the time of day, put us first, play games, not communicate with us. And we really have to sometimes, you know, realize, okay, this person is not showing up for me in the way I need. And I'm not going to put up with that. And there is somebody else out there who's going to do these things that I need and, and, you know, make that connection with me and go that extra mile. And if I am wasting my time with this other person who's not, then I'm holding myself back from finding that new person. So go you for doing that. Somebody said, I deleted all of the dating apps. I'm dating myself until my birthday, which is on March 25th. I love that. You guys, you don't have to be on dating apps if you don't want. You don't have to be going on dates if you're feeling like this is going nowhere. You can just focus on yourself and date yourself and prioritize yourself. And I love that this person did that. So congratulations. I'm excited for you. Speaking of all of that, can we talk about Miley's new song, Flowers? Holy shit, you guys. First of all, the song is amazing. Go Miley. What a comeback. She is absolutely crushing it. But second of all, the story that I'm hearing behind this. So if you listen to Bruno Mars, When I Was Your Man, and then you listen to Miley's new song, Flowers, it is crazy. So the backstory is apparently Liam Hemsworth, when he and Miley were together, that was like his song for her. He like dedicated that song to her. And in Bruno's song, it goes... I should have bought you flowers and held your hand, should have gave you all my hours when you had the chance, take you to every party because all you wanted to do was dance. Now my baby's dancing, but she's dancing with another man. Miley's song goes, I can buy myself flowers, write my name in the sand, talk to myself for hours, say things you don't understand. I can take myself dancing. I can hold my own hand. Yeah, I can love me better than you can. Like, holy shit, if that is not a direct response to this situation and her reflection on her relationship and her breakup and all of these feelings, I don't know what is, but I really like hearing the meaning behind songs. And I love how every artist is kind of trying to like just be Taylor now and have all these Easter eggs and see if people can figure it out. But this is just like poetic and amazing. And I'm just so excited for this new era of Miley. Really quick, I have some fun discount codes for you guys. I have been living in the Lunia washable silk high rise pajama set. Oh my God. I've never ever in my life felt anything as comfortable. Like I did not know that comfort like this could exist. And this is like not a paid ad. I'm just so obsessed with it. And I need you guys to know. And they gave me a $20 off discount. So you can use Alana D gift 20 for $20 off your first order of $100 or more um, from Lunia. That is L-U-N-Y-A. If you have any bridal showers coming up or your best friend is getting married or you want to do great bridesmaids gifts or, you know, you have your bridesmaids on the day of your wedding and you want to treat them to something nice like anything from Lunia is the nicest gift you could ever give. If anyone wants to get me a gift anytime soon, please get me something else from Lunia because you don't understand. Like I'm sleeping in it. I'm lounging in it. I'm working in it. Jake's going to get really upset that I'm not washing it enough, but it is so comfy. I can't explain. Also, we have uh, $40 off your first box from Daily Harvest. I have a link in the show notes for that one. I have been loving Daily Harvest. It's just so easy for, you know, last minute, quick, healthy meals when you don't have time to put something together, whip something up or go to the grocery store. It's like right there in your freezer and it's always delicious. So we got all that link in the show notes. And today's episode, we have Olivia Landau, the founder of the Clear Cut, which is a engagement ring and diamond company for fine jewelry pieces. They are so incredible. They are so ahead of the trends and ahead of their time. And Olivia is such an inspiration. I'm so excited to have you guys hear her story. And she has the craziest proposal story I've ever heard, which I actually didn't know this until I ended up meeting her in person last week. She had never told this story before until she did on seeing other people. And I was a mind blown about her story and B had no idea that this was like the first time she's ever revealed this. So get excited to listen to that one. I'm so excited to welcome Olivia on and to talk about the clear, clear cut and talk all about engagements and proposals and all of these amazing stories and pieces of advice that she also has for anyone. Um, we answer a ton of listener questions about people who are feeling, you know, in different places than their partners or who are feeling left behind or who 
We even got a question about somebody who hates the engagement ring that they got and doesn't know how to tell their partner or if they should tell their partner. So a lot of really exciting things to come in this episode. Get ready. I'm super, super pumped about it. And before we get into it, you guys, we are halfway through the first month of the new year. And I have been reflecting a lot on last year and on what I want for myself this year. And I feel like I've drawn the conclusion that this year I'm pretty much down for anything as long as I know that I don't have to go out of my way for it. I'm going to have a great time and whatever I'm doing is safe, legal and comfortable. And that is why I love Jackpocket. Jackpocket is the app that lets you play official state lottery games right on your phone. Their mission is literally to create a more convenient, fun, and responsible way to play the lottery. So basically, all three of my favorite things. The Jackpocket app gives players an easy, secure way to order official state lottery tickets like Powerball, Mega Millions, and New York Lotto. And by helping today's players participate in the lottery, Jackpocket also helps state lotteries drive incremental revenue to fund essential state programs such as education, veteran services, natural resources, and more. So you're actually making a positive difference when you use Jackpocket. So let's get a jump start on an incredible 2023. The Mega Millions is $20 million right now, and you can get a free lottery ticket when you try Jackpocket. Download the Jackpocket app and use code PEOPLE at checkout to get your first lottery ticket free. Must be 18 or older to play. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Please visit jackpocket.com slash TOS for full terms of service. Let's bring Olivia in and get into the episode. All right, we are here with Olivia. Olivia Landau, welcome to Seeing Other People. I am so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to hear about the clear cut. I'm so excited to hear about your love story with Kyle. And there are so many listener questions that have been sent in over the last month, specifically surrounding the topic of like proposals and engagements. And so I, you are literally the perfect person to be here and help answer those. So I cannot wait to get into it. Awesome. Well, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do it. So take me back, obviously would love to hear like how you ended up starting the clear cut. It has completely blown up. Um, congratulations on all of these success. You're literally everywhere on social media in the absolute best way ever. How did this happen? So it happened really organically. I never set out to like start a company or be an entrepreneur, but I grew up in a family that was in the diamond business. So I'm fourth generation in the diamond industry and my parents actually had their own antique jewelry business. So I grew up around it, but I personally never thought I would get into it myself. Um, but after college, I graduated and was kind of lost and didn't know what my career path was going to be. So I wanted to extend schooling a bit more. And I heard about GIA, which is the Gemological Institute of America, through my parents and being around the industry. So I decided to take a six-month program to become a graduate gemologist, which is basically an expert in diamonds and colored stones. To my surprise, I fell in love with diamonds and gemstones, and it was in my blood all along. And I decided this is where I wanted my career to be. I also met my husband, now husband and co-founder, Kyle, while I was at GIA. Um, but after graduating, I started my career on Tiffany on the engagement floor. And that's where I really fell in love with bridal jewelry, diamonds, engagement rings specifically. But I wanted to get more hands on. So then I transitioned to work at a large wholesale company, a diamond wholesale company here in New York. And at that same time, Kyle... Um, went to business school and a lot of his friends were at that age that they wanted to get engaged and they knew he had ties to the industry. So they would say, hey, do you know a guy that can get me a good deal on a ring? And since I was working in wholesale, I was like the go-to guy for everyone in his business school class. So I started educating people, um, helping them pick out their diamonds, create custom rings. And that's what led me to start the clear cut in 2016 as just a blog. It was an educational blog. I didn't think anyone would really read it. It was just kind of for our friends to know the do's and don'ts before coming to work with me. And then from that, I started posting um, designs on Instagram. And that's where more people started um, to know about me, following the account, asking if I could help create their custom rings. And um, it kind of happened really organically. And I was, you know, selling hundreds of thousands of dollars of engagement rings through Instagram DMs on my lunch break. And Kyle was graduating from business school. And he was like, hey, I think you have like a business on your hands. Like there must be a white space in the market. So we decided to quit our jobs and start the clear cut full time. Um, and we grew it from just focusing on bespoke diamond engagement rings, which is still our bread and butter, but now a whole line of fine jewelry um, that's all made here in New York. 
That is all so incredible. And it's crazy like how organically it happened, like every step of the way. And it kind of like, it's not that you fell into it because it is like what you were trained to do and what you were doing. But this like word of mouth, like, how do I do this? Like, where do I go? What should it look like? What should I be looking for? Like, people just trusted you and came to you and it just happened. And it's so funny that you were on that floor at Tiffany, because I've been with multiple friends for their kind of like first stop and like looking for an engagement ring. And when I say no, no, knock to Tiffany, but like every single person that has helped us, like I would have done anything to have someone like you there <laughs> who like, I feel like I just really could connect with and like really gets it and mm -hmm. has recently gone through it. Oh my God, the rain just hit me uptown holy <laughs> shit guys we're in the middle of a bomb cyclone right now this is wild yeah wow <laughs> i think it but, left my area and went to your area and came up, came uptown a little bit that's hilarious um what was that like working i mean this whole time not necessarily just at tiffany but i feel like it's such an exciting time for people but it's also like they're also coming in with like nerves and so many questions like what is that like from your side of things? I think for me, I we are like working with people during like some of the biggest moments in their life, some of the happiest times, but also some of the most stressful times. And also this is probably one of the biggest financial purchases and commitments they're making in their life. So it's all about leading with that sensitivity, putting our customer first, always being education focused. So from the beginning, we were, were the clear cut. We were an educational blog. Now we make a lot of educational videos on social media, and that's where we always wanted to lead. The diamond industry has always been kind of opaque, has had, you know, um, a reputation for being like a little bit sketchy. And that's something that I wanted to change completely. I want to put all the information out there, educate my customer to a point where they feel so empowered by the time that they come to make the purchase that they're comfortable and they're really, you know, confident in whatever decision that they make. Totally. And I love that. And I think that's so important because I like I'm going through this period now where all my friends are starting to either get engaged or get married and even like having conversations about having kids. And it's just so interesting to see, like, everybody feels like they're going in blind and they're like, where do I begin? Like, what am I looking for? How do we even have these conversations about like, like, what does she want? Like, what do I want? How do I tell him? And it's definitely like equally nerve wracking and exciting. So it's great that, you know, you have been such a resource to people. I want to talk a little bit about you and Kyle. So <laughs> you guys met at GIA, but like, how did you meet? How did this happen? So it's actually a really funny story. Um, so I was there doing my GG program, which was six months, and he was in a different class. So he had founded at the time a fair trade diamond mining company in Sierra Leone, and his investors sent him to New York um, to learn more about diamonds. So he was in a six week program for just diamonds. So we were in different classes, but it's a really small school and we had the same, uh, break periods. So I would see him on like our lunch breaks, like the 15 minute breaks, whatever. And he caught my eye and I could tell that he was looking at me too, but he was never coming over to talk to me. So I was like, what is this? What's going on? And it was kind of frustrating. And every day after school, I would take the F train downtown. And I'd see him across the platform taking it uptown. And one day, I don't know what happened. I was behind him leaving class. And I just decided to follow him on to his subway. So I kind of oh like, um, but then I got onto the train and he was like, oh, like I recognize you from school. And I was like, oh yeah, I already did your class. I'm so good at diamonds. Like I can always like tutor you or whatever. And it was kind of funny because he was like, what stop are you getting off at? And I had no idea like where this train even went. So I was like, oh, this is my stop. Like, bye. And then <laughs> after that, we started like doing our homework and stuff after school together. And then we started dating and we were long distance for a year. And then after the Ebola epidemic, he moved in with me and the rest is history. <laughs> 
I love that so much. I love how you went for it. I love how it was a little like creative in your approach, but it I would worked. Have never, I've never done that to anyone ever before. Like I'm usually the person that waits to like have someone approach me, but I was just like so frustrated and I was like, whatever, like I'm just going to shoot my shot. I, that's incredible. And, and guys, ladies take notes, like you're allowed to go shoot your shot and look where Olivia and Kyle are now. That is amazing. At what point did you two decide to go into business together? And did you have hesitations around that? Obviously like don't shit where you eat is such a common saying. And I get asked all the time about like, should I like date my work crush? Should I like, what about like going into business with somebody who you have a crush on? And like, I have done it too. And it has not gone well for me. So I'm curious how you guys started that off and really created a foundation that worked both like personally and in a business sense. I had so much hesitation and I never ever thought that I would get into business with someone that I was dating especially because my parents went into business together. And that's probably the reason why they're divorced right now. So they were like, never go to business with your partner. So at the time, we weren't even engaged. We weren't married. We were just dating. And it was really Kyle's idea. He was like, I think it'd be perfect. Like I have the business skills. You have like the product skills. We should do it. And I remember both of our parents being like, do not do this. Like, this is a terrible decision. Like, please don't do it. And we decided obviously to just go for it. And it was kind of a bigger commitment than even getting married to each other because like we were like, you know, by the time we were engaged, it was just like, we already have a business together. This isn't even a big deal. But it was weird when we like started an engagement ring company and we weren't engaged. So that was like a weird period of time. Um, but it works out. And I think it works out because we have such different skill sets and we also have so much respect for one another and like our appropriate lanes. Like I know when to go to him for things and like, he knows what I'm good at. And like, it is a very good balance. I think if we both had similar skill sets and we'd be stepping on each other's toes and had different opinions about things, then, um, I could see us like fighting a lot more. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And and I think that's also what makes you guys such great partners in your relationship is like you complement each other. And the respect thing is obviously like the most important of all, but everybody brings something like different to a relationship. And, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, this person's too different. Like I want to date like my the me in, in guy form. And that might not necessarily be a good idea. Like you want to date somebody who is going to bring new ideas, who is going to like introduce you to things, but also be excited to do the things that you like too. Exactly. Like we have so many similarities and so many things in common that we like, but we do have, like, I love learning from him and I, I think he likes learning from me too. I don't know, but we, um, I, I think it is totally the respect. And also like we have like our designated lanes. Totally. Knowing now that you guys started this engagement ring business without being engaged, how did your, like, what was your proposal story? How did your engagement come to be? And was that ever like awkward or uncomfortable? Like, was there, was one of you ready before the other one was like, how did I feel like, I feel like it's just a weird dynamic to have when you're also in this like long-term intense relationship. Totally. I mean, our proposal story is very unusual. Um, We were dating already for six years at the time, and I was definitely ready before he was. Everywhere we'd go at one point, I was like, wouldn't this be a great place for you to propose to me? Like just joking, but like not joking. Um, I always thought I would design my own ring, but um, the story behind my ring is that it's actually, we had just started the business. So we were like, didn't have any money. We were, you know, in that grind. And so I was like, okay, this isn't happening for like another year or two for sure. But this is a ring that was in my mom's inventory. So they were an antique, um, she's an antique jewelry dealer. This is an art deco ring. And I saw it when I was eight years old and I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with this ring. I love it. Can this be my engagement ring? And my mom was like, no, your husband has to get your engagement ring. This isn't your engagement ring. So I kind of forgot about it. Um, But I guess when Kyle went to ask for permission, she was like, don't worry, I have the ring for you. Like I saved it. So it was really sweet. Um, But how it came about was we, and I'll be careful with what I say. So we were um, 
graduating from Techstars, which was an accelerator. Um, that was the first three months of when we launched our business. And I guess a producer from a, a business reality TV show had seen us in an article about Techstars or something. So they reached out to us and it was kind of like a dream. Like this was something I had always manifested, like I wanted to do. And they reached out to us and was like, hey, do you want to like fly to LA to pitch your business on this show? And I was like, amazing. I would love this. And I told Kyle, I was like, wouldn't it be great if you proposed to me while we were filming? And, but I was saying this about everything all the time. So he was like, I would never do that. So whatever. I was super nervous. We like fly to LA. I was like very focused on like this show and filming it. And we were there and during filming, he gets on one knee and I was like, what the fuck is happening? And he was like, I don't even think he asked me if he, if he, if I wanted to marry him, I don't think he said anything. I know he dropped the ring and the box rolled across the ground and he had to like crawl and get it and get it back. But I was like, bl I blacked out and I was like hysterically crying and it was like the best day ever. But we had signed a contract saying we couldn't say anything that happened while we were filming. So we went oh back. My God. To work. I put the ring in a safe and we were secretly engaged for 10 months. Waiting Shut up. Yes. <laughs> waiting for the episode to come live because we had been told it was going to be the season finale it was going to launch at this point i was planning a wedding in secret doing everything in secret and then i get a call like a week before it's supposed to go live saying they actually they cut your episode it's not it's not going live it's it'll never see the light of day and i was like but no. how am i supposed to tell people I'm engaged all of a sudden. I'm getting married in two months in Italy. I haven't told anyone. I haven't sent out invites, nothing. So I was literally on 8th Avenue. I remember getting this call. I was standing in front of like a Banana Republic, hysterically crying. I was like a, a psycho person, like on the street being like, why me? My life is over. It was really embarrassing. So it was probably one of the best and worst experiences ever. But then we were like, okay, whatever. We got to take roll the punches. I just like shot a video being like, Hey guys, I'm engaged. I'm getting married in two months. Like, woo. And then like sent out invites and we got married in Italy in June. And that was like April. And yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. But no photos. Like I have like, a yeah, did you ever get the content or no? The footage does not belong to us. We have no photos. I, I have like a blurry photo that like one of the producers took. They felt bad for me, but that was it. <laughs> Did they give you a reason why they cut it? No, I mean, it's like television, right? Like yeah. they can edit and cut whatever. They don't really care. Oh my God. <laughs> it, was it was Kyle's fault for like choosing that moment to make <laughs> such a big decision. Oh my God. And then I was like, are we real engaged or are we like TV engaged? Like what are we, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. That is crazy. Yeah. I'm so sorry that I feel like of all people to like, like, I mean, it's, I know, a, it is like, an amazing story, but it's like, I know I should have had like, but that's how the world works, I guess. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> At the end of the day, you, you got engaged, you got married and yeah. holy shit. That is wild. Also so incredible that your mom kept that ring. That is so special and amazing. And I don't even think I knew what an engagement ring was when I was eight, but I also didn't grow up in a family of diamond it did have like, two extra diamonds on the side that I took off and just made a plain band. So it has like my touch on it, but I kept like all the stuff in the center the same. So it's like wow. a combo of like me and her, which I think is nice. That is amazing. Okay. I want to get into the process of getting an engagement ring, picking that out. So I have um, a few listener questions and I feel like what is perfect to kick it off. So this listener sent in and said, my girlfriend and I have been together for three years now. We talk about the future and I know she's who I want to spend my life with, but we haven't discussed a timeline. How do I know when it's time to pop the question and how do I even go about the process of getting a ring and planning a proposal? That's a good question. I mean, I think with every relationship, it's different. Like we waited six years, but I have some friends that like dated for a year or less and they felt ready. I think whenever the time comes, more couples are working together as a team, even in the preliminary stages. I mean, we're working with a lot of couples that do the whole thing start to finish. But in the beginning, I think it's like important to either be like, hey, like, let's like go to Tiffany or a store and like, just try on some rings for like one day 
in the distant future to see what you might like. Or maybe you should go with like some of your friends to like try things on just to see for like, so they'll know when the time is right. Things like that to like kick it off and start. And that doesn't really mean that you have to get a ring right then and there, but it's just a good way to signal like we may be thinking about um, heading to that point in our relationship. And I think it is, it's, you're in a relationship with someone else. It's all about communication. And I think you kind of know when you're at that stage, cause you're like kind of talking about getting more serious and like talking about the future. Um, and then, you know, if you do go and try things on together, maybe you want to like do the process together. Like it depends on the person. Some people feel strongly about like the specific diamond they're getting, like being part of like the ring design. And some people are like a little more chill and like, these are my guidelines, get whatever you want. But I think doing research, number one, like looking at the clear cut and our educational content, but also have learned at- so much <laughs> from just watching your videos. So thank you. <laughs> of course, doing that online research, doing like the real world research. And then once you have a good idea of, you know, at least shape budget of what you want to spend, things that are important that you want to prioritize, things that you are okay compromising on, then you can work with someone like us where we basically take all that information and we handpick a selection of diamonds that our gemologists have pre-screened for you. We narrow it down and work really closely together to pick the perfect one and then create a custom ring specifically for you so you're not getting just something out of a box. When people go to Tiffany and like ask to see rings, do they know that it's 99.9% likely that this person is not actually planning on getting a ring from Tiffany? I mean, when I was there, it was like, it was, it's really cutthroat. Like you, they'll be like, oh, these people, if it's just like a group of girls coming and like salespeople will like run away and like try to avoid you. Cause they know like it's not leaving to a sale at that moment. Or if like it's couples, then like they'll run up to the couple and be like, Hey, how can I help you? Um, so I think, yes, like, you know, that it is like a try on place, but obviously everyone's trying to like convert you from like just trying on to like being like a customer but it's really overpriced so just (laughs) yeah I've always wondered the the few times I've gone I'm like what do are what are they thinking right now and it is interesting like I went but three times I went I went with one other person and the first time it was like oh my gosh like let's sit you down let's like give you all like like what can we get you to drink like and then the other two times it was like we had to stand there for 20 minutes like trying to make eye contact with salespeople, like hoping that they would help us out yeah totally um, yeah okay next question i have i just got engaged without having any hint that a proposal was coming i'm fully ready for my future with my fiance and i'm so glad that he surprised me and asked him asked me to marry him. This sounds horrible, but I really hate the engagement ring that he picked out. It's not something I ever would have chosen for myself. Is there any world in which I should tell him or should I suck it up, deal with it and wear it every day, even though I hate it, because I know it was obviously expensive and meaningful and I don't want to hurt his feelings. Please help. So I don't think that you should just hold it in and wear it every day and hate it. Um, But I do think like it is a very delicate subject. So I would approach it, you know, every relationship, like honesty is the best policy, but I would say like, Hey, like I love it. And it's so special, but like, I'd love to put like my touch on it to make it like a little bit more me or go with my other jewelry. If you, if you like the diamond, for instance, like I would always suggest like maybe resetting it, like resetting into a style that you would like more. Um, that's like the easiest way of approaching it. If you hate the diamond, then it's a little bit um, more challenging, but I would probably, I would probably just see what the options are and like how, if you're, if you're willing to like wear it every day as is, then probably like small changes are going to make a huge difference for you. Yeah. I feel like that's, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Cause like you definitely, I mean, you want to be sensitive and obviously this person's like, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I understand that this was expensive and meaningful, but it's also really tough. I mean, I I've seen like, even just with my friends, like some are, more self-conscious of their rings than others you know if they'll see like someone gets engaged and they're like flaunting their giant diamond and they're like oh like mine's a literal baby compared to that person's like it is such a sensitive subject for everybody involved it's so sensitive but I feel like if he he wants you to be happy at the end of the day um and so if like doing a small change to the ring and making it a little bit more you is going to make you you know, 10 times happier, then I think, you know, it should be an easy answer. 
totally. Question that I have, and this is something that I've thought about a lot, just as I've seen, you know, the people in my world start to get engaged and married. Do you think, or how much do you think, if you think social media has impacted proposals and ring shopping, obviously ring shopping, yes, but like proposals and how involved each, like both people in the couple are with the process. Cause I feel like it's such a, you know, it's like, well, that has to be that moment that's on camera that has been planned forever. And that party has to happen later or like there has to be a surprise dinner. Like I feel like it's changed so much where like my parents, when they got engaged, my dad didn't even have a ring. He handed her a card that said like, happy anniversary or happy new year. I hope to be here for the next 50 or something like that and asked her to marry him. And then they went and found a ring together. Yeah. I feel like even since I started um, working with couples, like things have changed so much, like social media has made it um, so accessible for anyone to like see different types of rings and like be aware of like now even if like your local jewelry store doesn't have like an elongated antique cushion cut on like a thin gold band with a hidden halo, like, you know, that's out there and it it exists and that's what you want. So you aren't, um, I think before you were kind of like limited to what was in like your neighborhood or what was accessible to you physically. And now with social media and companies like ours, you kind of have unlimited possibilities with what you can create. And you're more exposed to different things. Also, we do clear cut couples, which are like stories, um, proposal stories of like some of our couples. And from when we first started, we'd get like selfies, like in a bedroom, like, and it was dark and terrible photos. Now every single person has like a professional, perfect, like out of a magazine photo. And it's like really important for them. And I think just culture of it has changed because like you want this is such a big moment. You want it like commemorated and definitely we put our entire lives online. Like for such a big moment, you want it to be as perfect as possible or like picture perfect as possible. Yeah. I photographed a few proposals and the planning behind it. It's like either going like physically going to the location at the specific time to make sure the lighting is right and mapping out where the person's going to walk from like from and to, or even like one person going, sending videos, like drawing the map of like, here's where you're going to be like here. You're going to get here like 30 minutes before to make sure the area is clear. Like it has to be this exact spot. Like it is so wild when I feel like even five, 10 years ago, it was just like, okay, get on one knee and propose and like, yay. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and also like I think back in the day or then I mean back in the day like five years ago and before that uh, at least in like a heterosexual relationship like you would a man would just go into a store buy a ring and then you would be just be happy with whatever you got and now that's like so not the case like I think now like women have a lot of a lot of them actually financially contribute to the ring they have a lot more say it's more of a kind of like more of a group decision. It's not like, Oh, I'm the man. I'm just going to like get this ring and you'll be happy with whatever you get. Now it's like definitely, uh, women driving the purchase and like what is happening more than anyone else. And she's the one wearing it. So it makes sense. (laughs) That's true. I think, I think it's like partially a blessing and partially a curse because Mm -hmm. it's amazing that, like you said, like the woman is the one wearing it. Like she gets to have a say and it can be exactly what she wants, but I've seen my friends go through it where it's like, yeah, we're talking about our wedding and we're talking about our engagement ring and planning it out before there's a proposal. So now I feel like it's not a surprise when I want there to be a surprise, but I do like that I get to pick it out because like he might have no idea what I want, but now I know that it's coming and it feels a little less special because of that. Like, it's just such an interesting dynamic that like, I wonder what it's going to be like in even like five and 10 years from now, like how much more involved could somebody possibly get? I think if you are really, um, you really want that surprise moment, but you still want to be involved, the best way to do it is with a lot of our clients do it, like really have very like specific guidelines of what is important to you and what are like non-negotiables in the ring and just like pass that along to your partner or to like a trusted friend. And then 
and then they'll make sure that it's done. But you have, that means like you can't be so in control of every single decision. You have to just give them like some guidelines. So I think that's probably the best way to be involved without like knowing every single detail. Yeah, I've been the trusted friend and being the trusted friend is very fun, but it's also very nerve wracking. Like I'm like changing names in my phone and completely like hiding things. Oh my God. Actually, one of my, my best friend, um, I ended up officiating her wedding, but I also helped like plan the proposal, photograph the proposal and plan like the engagement party that night. But I was with her the entire day before we like Mm -hmm. accidentally planned to hang the day before and the entire day she was like having a panic attack about the fact that he hadn't proposed yet. And she's like, please tell me like, has he reached out to you? Like, I don't understand. Like I thought it would have happened by now. And meanwhile, I have him texting me. I have his, I have her parents texting and calling me at one point. I literally had to go to the bathroom to take a phone call with her mom. And it was so funny. And she actually like said to me that day, she was like, can we make today like a yes day and just say yes to like anything that comes our way and like do different activities. I'm just like, you're literally like referring to it as a yes day when like, that's like what you're going to be saying. So it was just really funny to like have all of that knowledge and have to put on the biggest poker face of my life. (laughs) Story of my life. I'm like, I'm I'm like actually like not a good liar and I'm really bad at keeping secrets. But like I've had to keep so many secrets for so long that I'm like really good at it now. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause like all my friends are like, muscle, you got to flex. Yeah, because I've done like basically all my close friends rings and they're always like, has he reached out yet? And I'm like, no, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, don't know why. Maybe he went somewhere else. <laughs> okay, next question. Um, Hi, Alana. I'm hoping you can help me with a situation I'm in. I've been with my boyfriend for two and a half years. We're in our late 20s and we've had many conversations about starting a family and being in it for the long haul, etc. I've been feeling really anxious because all my friends are getting engaged and married and starting to have babies. I want to be doing all of that too. And it seems like he does. But anytime I bring up a conversation about getting engaged, he tries to change the topic. It makes me even more anxious that he won't talk about it because it feels like maybe he's not ready, but everything else about our relationship shows me that he is. How do I get us on the same page without being pushy? I keep getting myself disappointed every time we have a nice trip or a nice date night and he doesn't propose. I know it's not fair for me to put this pressure on him, but it's also not fair for me to feel this way all the time. How old are they? Early 20s? Late 20s. Okay. I was like, early 20s. (laughs) Late 20s together for two and a half years. I mean... I think like two and a half years, like it's not like there's so, there shouldn't be so much pressure. I think like maybe after like year three, three and a half, like, I don't know, I waited six years. So like, don't listen to me, but I I think like the more pressure you put on it, like the less like fun it's going to be, or like the less like your partner is going to like want to take charge and do it. What do you think? I agree. I think it's tough because I think there's a possible world in which like he is there and is planning it just being incredibly secretive and wants to surprise you. I also think there's a world in which, you know, like I've seen my friends in the happiest relationships get so overhyped and overthink it so much where like it is coming. Like it is part of the plan. It is coming. They're just like, for some reason, feeling like, well, why hasn't it happened yet? Or like, it's this ticking time bomb where if it doesn't happen, like maybe they don't love me that much. Like, I think it's something where everybody has like a different fake timeline in their head. Like maybe you came into the relationship thinking, okay, after like, I want to date somebody for two years and then get engaged and then a year later get married and then have kids two years later. And maybe they came into the relationship thinking like, yeah, like this is my person and I'm super excited and I want to like date for four years and then get engaged and married and, and start the rest of our lives together. And I think if you haven't had that discussion about like when you want things to happen, then it's really hard to assume like, well, they're on the same page as me or they're not. And I think you could just be like, it's very likely that you're reading the same book and you're just a chapter ahead of him. And so I I think it's important to just express that and say like, this is making me anxious and I don't want to be anxious and I love you. And I am so happy with where we're at. I just want to know like what you're thinking in terms of like the next few years. That's such great advice. And it's so true. Cause like I could have probably gotten engaged like two years into us dating, 
But Kyle was like, no, I want to get engaged once we've been through many different periods and challenges in our relationship. So there was one where we were long distance. Then there was one chapter where he was in business school. And then there was one chapter where we started our own business. So we did, we had like a lot of like challenges and things that we overcame. And I guess for him, that was more important to do those things before we got engaged. But for me, I was like, I know this is it like when I was 22, but Mm -hmm. I think it's important to know like where your partner is like with their timeline. Yeah. And I think just focusing on like everything in this relationship is amazing. I love this person and we will get there instead of like, when will we get there? Like it might mean something different to you than to them. And I think that's another thing. Like, I feel like as women, we're like, we put so much emphasis on like, well, when I get the ring, like when we're engaged, like that's when it's even more official. That's when we can start wedding planning. It's like they, to them, they might already feel like this is the love of my life. This is the person of my dreams. This is my future. And like, they're just not thinking of it the same way you are. So I think it is really important to just be open and come from a place of like, this is how I feel. And I want to know how you feel instead of like, I'm really anxious and upset. And it's because you're not proposing and like blaming it because they might really be so innocent and unaware that it's causing you this much pain. And maybe if they knew that it was, and they're already ready, and they're already there, then they could just you guys can start the process. Totally. Okay. My boyfriend and I are planning to get engaged soon. I know exactly what kind of ring I want, but it feels really obnoxious to tell him what insanely expensive diamond to get me. How can I politely guide him in the right direction without seeming seeming needy or materialistic? I mean, I would speak now or forever hold your peace. Just say what you want and aim for the best. And then you can see what compromises you can make depending on, you know, what he feels comfortable with. But like, don't hold back on, I would send photos. I'd be like, this is the look I want. This is my dream ring. Um, and then, you know, kind of work together and see like what, you know, makes sense, like budget wise, financial wise, but like, this is your ring forever. Like you should definitely express, um, what you want. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I've, I've had friends also, I know like they'll feel bad about like wanting a certain size or size range or clarity, et cetera, et cetera. But they also know that, well, this is like their one engagement ring forever and they want it to be exactly what they want. And it it is definitely like an awkward conversation to have, but at the same time, it's like, you have to have, like you, life is about having the hard conversations. And if it's something that's important to you and you're going to be upset if it's not the way you want, you don't want to end up like the person who wrote in saying, I hate my engagement ring. What do I do? And, and it's all about compromise, right? Like, if you have this ideal ring, like, and he has like X budget, where are areas that you really want to prioritize? And what are areas that you're okay compromising on a little bit to make it work? And that's like what we do every day with our clients. Like, okay, the most important thing is like the shape, the dimensions, and like the faceting pattern. I'm okay sacrificing on color and clarity to this certain extent and finding that balance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's also like, I'm glad you called that out because there are so many different factors to it that impact budget. And there is a way to get to something that works for everyone with just like yeah. a tiny bit of compromise that probably won't be noticeable to the human eye anyway. And that's what a relationship is, right? Like compromise. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Do you have any favorite success stories or favorite proposal stories from clear cut couples? I mean, they're all my, they're all amazing and they're all great. One, maybe most recently was, um, a couple months ago, I witnessed like my first clear cut couple proposal that wasn't my own. So, and that was the first one I helped kind of plan. Um, it was one of Kyle's best friends from college and we were on a road trip from Italy to Germany and we stopped in Switzerland and we'd been planning this for a while and it was a complete surprise to her, but she had sent over a photo of a diamond that I had posted And so he bought that and we like kind of figured out what setting she wanted, made it for her. And we found like the perfect spot in this like town in Switzerland, blah, blah, blah. And we were going there and it was so funny because we like planned everything to a T, but there's certain things that are like out of your control. So we get there, it's 
pouring rain like out of nowhere like torrential downpour we're supposed to have like a picnic outside so it was like kind of weird to like figure out what to do we're like oh yeah we're just gonna like stop here to like look at the lake um and it was like so cloudy you like couldn't see it we drive up it's pouring and then the photographer who he hired was just waiting there waving at us like hey you guys made it and we're like who is this lady oh my like, god her um and so one of my friends got up and like talked to her and was like it's a surprise like go away and then we're like, how do you know this lady? She was like, how do you know this lady? And he's like, oh, we went to college together. I was like, what? Oh my God. I don't know, like, and she was like, whatever, like ignored it. And then we get to like this little t- like hill, like overlooking the lake, which he's supposed to propose at. And the photographer's waiting there with a huge camera waving at us again. And I was like, and she's like, who is this lady? I'm like, ah, I don't know. Oh my God. <laughs> He like freaks out, goes to the bathroom to call like her family member to ask for permission, like right there. And we're like standing in the rain waiting what? for him. And he's like, what are you doing? Um, but then he comes out, takes her to the spot. They can't see the lake, but they're like pointing at something else. The photographer starts snapping photos. So it's like giving it away. So I was like, you better get on one knee right now. Um, and he did, but, and she was so surprised and it was so much fun. And we op- opened up a bottle of champagne in the rain and it was like, really romantic but I think that one was fun because I was just like involved with like the whole process and I witnessed it that is so wild (laughs) first of all the photographer like waving and then doing it again him asking for permission in the moment the rain (laughs) I think that photographer like I think in Europe like it's different there's not like I think she thought they were like already engaged and taking like engagement photos I don't think she knew it was like a surprise I don't know (laughs) That is so funny, but I, I can't believe all of that happened. And she was still so surprised. Like, yeah. That's so the best like, part of it. Oh my, yeah. oh my God. I love proposal stories so much. And I think it's like, for me, it's so cool that I think partially because of what I do, partially because I used to be a photographer, I've been involved in so many of my friends and it is truly like the most special experience in the entire world. Hmm. Like there's nothing that, else like, like it. Reaction. Yeah. And then, and then also like having them, whether it's like a close friend or like a a friend of a friend who I end up like photographing for, like either them seeing me after, or just like having that comfort that it was like me there hiding and like being the one to like take the semi awkward post down on knee pictures. It's just, it's so funny. It's awesome. Wow. Thank you so much, Olivia. This has been so incredible. Before we wrap up, I have one last question for you. And it's my favorite question to ask. And it is, what is the best piece of dating advice you've ever received? Oh, the best piece of dating advice I ever received. I think, I think it might be like loving yourself first and the most before you can really love and accept someone else into your life because if you're not prioritizing yourself and your emotions and like your feelings I don't think any anyone else will either I completely agree with that I think it's so wise and it's so important and it's something where I've been in relationships in the past where I wasn't at that point where I loved myself and respected myself enough to know what I deserved and those relationships ended up going horribly because I had literally no self-respect. And I didn't, I didn't care to ask for more. I didn't care to, you know, have my needs met because I only cared about their needs being met and put myself in the back burner. So I love that. That happens a lot. And I think like you feel like you have to put the other person first to have them like love you and like you. But if you don't have self-respect, they're never going to respect you either. Exactly. Olivia, thank you again so much. Where can everybody find you? Where can everybody learn more about the clear cut, learn more about the ring process, all of that? So you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the clear cut and you can shop at theclearcut.co. Amazing. And I will link all of that in the show notes and on social. Thank you again. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please don't forget to send this to a friend who would love to hear it. Send it to the group chat. Send it to the guy you've been dating as a little hint of like, hey, check out this awesome episode. They said a lot of like really fun and insightful things. You never know. Post it on your story, tag clear cut, tag seeing other people. And don't forget to give a five star rating and review if you haven't yet. All right. Love you guys. I'll talk to you next time.